20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. It's Saturday morning, which means you got your morning coffee and you're ready for another rousing edition of Pack a Day, your 24 7, 365 day a year Packer podcast. I'm Jake Turner, and you can find me at Twitter at, at JakeTurnerSport, or you can find my colleague, my partner in crime, 32 years in the business, writer for BobMcGinnFootball.com, Mark Eckel. Mark, how you doing? I'm good, Jake. How are you? Doing good. Did you have yourself a good Thanksgiving? Yes, I did. How about you? Uh, never better. A lot of great food, you eat, family. You need too much now, right? Don't don't overeat. I'm no, no. Being slow, you got to be ready to go Sunday now. Come on. Yeah, yep, that's right. All right. <laughs> I went for a walk, so I was okay. Good, there you go. Perfect. All right, we got a lot to jump into now. This is the thing we do here on Pack a Day. We understand you get these Packers, you get these Viking previews, and you read all these articles. Guess what? We are going to set it up in a different perspective. Packers Vikings. 7.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth going to be doing the game. But this is a very interesting matchup because one team is coming in at 4-5-1. and one. The other is 5-4-1 and one as well. Mark, with the Packers and the Vikings, who needs this game more? Both. I mean, this is an equal... I mean, well, I guess if you have to pick one, the Packers need it more because they're a game behind the Vikings. So, um... But they're both in, in desperation mode here, just by the way things are going. Um, I don't think, I think the, the Bears win Thanksgiving Day against the, and in Detroit, in a, in a heck of a performance by um, by Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy that hadn't played in I don't know how long. Um, you know, to come off the bench like that and on the road and win a game, that, I hate to say anything nice about the Bears, but I got to say, that, <laughs> you know, they've established themselves now as the, they're, they're going to win the NFC North unless they really go into a tailspin this, these, these last um, five games. I mean, it, it's, it's theirs to win. So, really, the Packers and Vikings are both just, you know, along with a bunch of other teams, are, are trying to get wild card spots at this point. I mean, you if you look at it, uh, East the NFC East is a, is, a, is, a, is a garbage dump. I mean, it's a, a joke. But, a team's going to win it, and that's it. Nobody else is coming mm-hmm. out, of, out of that division. So then you have, I think you have the the Vikings, Packers, Panthers, Seahawks. I'm going to leave it at that, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you have those four are going to battle for the two wildcard spots. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. I, no, I couldn't agree for, more. For, for two spots. I mean, because so the, I was so able... the loser of this Packer-Viking game, falls, I think, falls into the fourth spot mm-hmm. of those four. Whereas the winner, now Carolina plays Seattle also. So mm-hmm. this is like a pretty, this is almost like a wild card weekend. It is, if, if, if I'm yeah. saying that those four teams are battling for the two wild card spots, well, they're both going head to head this week. So the two winners, I think, emerge as one and two maybe, and the two losers fall into the three, four spots for now. Well, according to ESPN, if the Packers right now, they have a 36% chance of making the playoffs. With a loss, they will drop down to 16%. However, if they get a W, they will get a 61%. And I like that because, well, well here's the thing. Their schedule is favorable, Mark. They'll have Arizona, Atlanta. We give you bold statements on our, our packet day, right? We've of course we do. Of course, this, yes. this year, and we've been right more than we've been wrong. Yeah. 
with different players making a team, different mm-hmm. things happening. Tremont Williams playing safety. I think we said that like before the season started. That's okay. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not bragging. Here, I'm going to tell you this and write this down November 20th. What's the date? 24th. 24th. Uh, so if the Packers beat the Vikings Sunday night, I'm not saying they will. I'm saying if they beat the Vikings yes. Sunday night, they mm-hmm. will be in the playoffs this season. They have no doubt. Write it down. Put it in stone. If they win, they're going to be in the playoffs. If they lose, we can start looking at who the best tight, tight end in the draft is next year. That's a good call. <laughs> and with that, so the Packers will have Arizona, Atlanta, then they got at Chicago, the Jets, and the Lions. And for the five, it looks like Vegas is going to take the Packers to win. The Bears are going to be the only one that's going to be the underdog. But when it comes to Soldier Field, when it comes to Packers-Bears, it doesn't matter. Toss the records out the window. It's going to be a, a heck of a football game regardless. Also, let's talk about the Vikings here for a minute. Uh, this has been the most disappointing team in the NFL this year. I've, I've expected I know you want to say the Eagles, but the Vikings have no excuse to this. You pay $84 million, Kirk Cousins, guaranteed, first fully guaranteed player in NFL history, and he has 13 turnovers, second most in the NFL. He struggles against very good defenses like Chicago last week. He can't win against the New Orleans Saints. Mark, what is wrong with the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I think you just... You, you hit it on it. I They wouldn't be my most disappointing team because I'll be honest, I didn't think they would be much more than a wild card this year. I think they, I think their defense, which people thought was so great, mm-hmm. was exposed in the NFC Championship game last year by the Eagles. I mean, if you look at the Viking defense last year, everyone raved about it, okay? And, and their numbers, and that's why I'm not a numbers guy. I've never been a stat guy. I mean, you use them judiciously. I, I'm, I'm not a guy that puts all my weight on, on stat. Because the Vikings defense by the numbers last year were the best in the league, right? Oh my god, they're great. Yes. what a great defense. They played Brett Hundley twice. Mm-hmm. They played a rookie Mitch Trubisky twice, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They played um, Stafford, who can't win a big game if his life depended on it, um, <laughs> twice. Talk about overpaid quarterbacks. Let's let's start with let's start and end with Matt Stafford. Okay? Oh yeah. Um so that that six of their games, and who else did they play last? I mean, when they played a good quarterback last year, they didn't. They that great defense wasn't so great, and they mm-hmm. took advantage of a schedule that that gave them backup quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, and bad quarterbacks last year. I mean, that, the Saints should have Drew Brees had him beat if not for a miracle play by by the Vikings and a bad in a bad play by a rookie uh, Saint safety, or they would have lost that game. Nick Foles. Who, got, who played two great games back-to-back, but not really, still a backup quarterback for the most part, lit, lit him up in the NFC title game. Yeah, made him look like Montana on that night in Philadelphia. I mean, the Vikings, I thought, were they're, they're not a bad team. Don't get me wrong. They're not the Arizona Cardinals. They're not the, no, they're just, the Mark, Raiders. they're just mediocre. I, and then their yeah, schedule doesn't like get any easier. They're going against a well-rested New England team at New England. Then they have to go all the way over across the country to Seattle, where they can't even we win over there. They've that. had worse struggles than the Packers at Seattle. Yep. So oh, yeah, Vikings, that's why the loser of this game is is in trouble. I mean, actually, if the Vikings yeah. lose, they might be in more trouble. Yeah, th- this is their best chance right now because they still have to play the Bears one more time, and then if they are at fifty-one percent right now, if they win, they go to seventy percent. If they lose. 
27%. That's bad right now for the Minnesota Vikings. Give me their schedule again. The Vikings schedule. The next two games, they have at New England and at Seattle. And then they also still have to take on Chicago one more time at Minnesota. And who else do they have? Uh, I'm not too sure on that. I've only looked at the first, the last two weeks. I I thought you had it right in front of me. They might have the, do they have the Lions again? Probably. Yes, they still have to go at Detroit one more time. And you never know at Detroit. Sometimes they they show up, sometimes they don't. But I will say this, when you talked about Matthew Stafford there for a moment, I wouldn't doubt if the Lions go shopping next year. Maybe go draft a quarterback. Hint, can, hint. They, can they get out of that contract? I'm, I'm not sure what the... Well, no, the contract's still going to stand, but they might start creating well, his quote-unquote successor. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, although they have 100 other needs, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's a shame. I mean, he's a he's a talented quarterback. Man. Yes. A, I mean, but he just doesn't come up big. I mean, he, he's never... He's never come up big when he's had to come up big. I mean, that game that game was, was there for the Lions on Thanksgiving. Millions of times. I lost I mean, count. It's a tie game. They have the ball. Their defense holds. They, they give them the ball, get good field position, boom, pick six. Yeah, and Mark, okay. their, defense, their defense has gotten better. I mean, they've played a lot better in the last well, couple of weeks. Matt Patricia, as their head coach of defense, would improve. I, mean, well, I should hope so. They hire him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... Stafford will put up good fantasy numbers for you, and, and, and it'll make some great plays. But when the heat's on, he's that's not the guy I want under center. And, 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 and that leads us back to Kirk Cousins. Right. That's that's exactly Kirk what I was just about to transition to. Was Kirk I mean, was Kirk Cousins? I mean, can, you can make an argument right now that Kirk Cousins is kind of a step up on Matthew Stafford right now, which is not really saying much. Good arm, but makes horrible mistakes. And then also you talk about this, their offensive line, yeah, it's been banged up, but Rick Spielman continues to prove he cannot build up an offensive line depth if his life depended on it. They, I mean, they certainly tried, right? And yeah, he, they did. And he, yeah, it just hasn't gotten done. Um, they have this, the, the right tackle, this o, O'Neal kid from Pitt, yep. isn't bad. No. Their second round pick out of, out, of, out of Pitt last year, rookie right tackle, he looks like he may be as good as they've gotten in, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. And, and Cousins, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a little stat on, on Kirk Cousins, which you may already know. But Go for in it. In primetime games in mm-hmm. his career, 4-12. Mm-hmm. 4-12. Four 4-9 four with the Redskins and now 0-3 with the Vikings in primetime. So that's that's a little. And just a comparison take, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. In prime time, that just includes his whole career. So go way back to when you know he first started as well, and he wasn't you know he wasn't Aaron Rodgers that we know. Twenty four and fourteen. Jeez. Which is a six thirty one winning percentage. This is the this is the Pack a Day podcast here on a great Saturday morning. Packers Vikings kick off seven thirty p.m. on Sunday on NBC. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth will be in. On the commentating, uh, I'm Jake Turner alongside my partner in crime, 32 years in the business, Mark Eckel, uh, joining me here to get you set up for Packers Vikings. Uh, let's talk about a couple of things here. There, there was a big news came out last week after that horrible loss to Seattle. Mike Daniels, foot injury, out for the Minnesota game. Tyler Lancaster and Montrevis uh, Adams. What does the loss of Daniels do to the Packers defense? I mean, not just it's not just Mike Daniels. 
who's going to play and the, who, what defensive backs are going to play as well. I mean, this, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't like these injuries as an excuse, and I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not going to, but this is a banged-up Packer defense. So It is. Know, Daniel, let's start with Daniels. I mean, he's – Kenny Clark is, the, is their best lineman right now. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Probably their best player on defense overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but – Daniels is the is the veteran. He's the leader of that line. He's the, probably the leader of the defense in a lot of ways. Um, so that yeah, that that's a huge loss. And I'm going to put this a little as much as I as we praise the Packers front office this year for things they've done and tried to do and whatever else. When they lost Mo Wilkinson way back when, I mean that was early in the season. Mm-hmm. I really thought and wanted them to go out and sign a veteran defensive lineman to take most spot. Instead, all they did was, was promote um, Lancaster, who looks like he might be okay down the road. He's, a, he's an undrafted rookie out of Northwestern. I, you can't expect too much from him now. You know, maybe next year to year after, he might turn into a, a solid run-stopping, you know, defensive lineman. I don't know. But I really thought that there were guys available. But um, like who? Oh, I mean, there's. I mean, they brought guys in for, for work. Quentin Dial was one name that came to mind. A oh, former geez. Packer that, that had bounced around with them. Yeah. And, and they, I mean, Wilkinson got hurt prior to the trade deadline. Yeah. So they could have made a trade. I would have loved to have seen them. The Lions traded a fifth round pick to the Giants for for Snacks Harrison. He hasn't really I done much. Snacks though. Harrison lining up in the middle of the Packer defense right right yeah. now. I mean, there there were guys to be had. They felt they were okay, hoping. What they were doing was hoping nobody else got hurt, and they because a, a, a starting three of Daniels, Clark, and Lowry, I could live with that. Mm-hmm. But injuries happen. Now what happened? Daniels is out, and now they're Adams is just isn't very good. Let's be honest. That that's that looks like another bad third round pick. Yep, that was an R. Thompson bust. I mean, I don't know, you know, Auburn guys. He fell head over heels for those dang Auburn guys. I don't understand I'm, I'm why. But take me, give me the other school in Alabama. I'll take their their guys. Yeah, um, but <laughs> we tried that. Ha ha, Clint Dix didn't really do much. Big, you know, space eating kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a rookie. You know, and he's, I yep. don't think he's ready to play fifty snaps a game. So I think what they're going to do, and my guess is, you'll see a lot of two down linemen. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll see a you'll see a lot of you know. Clark and Lowry, mm-hmm. and then you'll see now again. Nick Perry's probably out as well, right? Yep. If he's, I mean, because that he would have been a guy that you could put him as a as an end with his hand on the ground, mm-hmm. um, and make almost make him like a defensive end type. So maybe Reggie Gilbert. We'll see a lot of Reggie Gilbert doing that. Um, You're going to see a lot of him. You're going to see a lot of Kyler Fackrell. Fackrell coming off a terrific performance last week yeah. against Seattle. Three sacks. Hope he stands it up. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think I want him with his hand on the ground. No, you're not going to. You're going to get him on the outside linebacker position. Right. I'm so. saying to make up for the loss of Daniel, you're going to have to put some guys, you know, like I think Perry would have been that guy, but he's out. So I think Gilbert will probably fill a little bit of that role. But they're going to have to mix and match and get the best they can out of what they have. Um, I'm, I'm more concerned with, and we don't know yet, like who's going to be out in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Is, is, you know, is King going to come back? Is Breland going to come back? Um, they need all those guys against Thielen and Diggs. Yeah. But here's here's something interesting. Now, we know that the Vikings, they're not going to get rid of Mike Zimmer. It's not going to happen. He's a very good football coach. But the Packers' continued uh, marriage right now, looks like the divorce proceedings are starting. Somebody has gotten the papers. They're just waiting to sign them. 
even if the Packers do get to the playoffs, Mark, that can't that's not gonna be good enough to save McCarthy's job, is it? I don't think so. I really don't. And we've been over this and I've been the biggest Mike McCarthy supporter. You really have. I mean, again, because I know I know he's a a good football. Now, he's not a great football. He's a good football coach. He's better than, yeah, he is. than a lot of guys that have jobs right now. Mm-hmm. And he will get it if he wants one. He will get another job within a week of the of him getting terminated by the Packers. No question, I've Mark. Seen, I've, seen, I've lived through this. This is mm-hmm. what's going on in Green Bay is exactly what went on in Philadelphia with what, Andy Reid years ago with Andy Reid. This is I'm, it's 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 deja vu for yeah. for me. And that Andy Reid was a good football coach. The only difference is McCarthy actually won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He won the Super Bowl that he got to. Reed lost the one that that he got to. But very some made the playoffs every year. Had a good quarterback. Had a had a you know good offense. Let the defensive coaches run his defense for him. You know, but then it just got old. It got stale. And Reed, the one year Reed should have gotten fired. He really should have gotten fired a year prior to that. The one he did. He, they were mm-hmm. four and eight and floundering, but they got. They won the last four. They didn't mean anything, but they won the last four games. Got to eight and eight, and then so that gave everybody a little bit of hope. Like, oh, okay, well, we'll keep him another year. The following year, they went four and twelve, and he got fired. Well, you could make the same case that if Aaron Rodgers now, I don't know how the season would have turned out last year, but I think Aaron Rodgers getting hurt last year, Saint McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, the the, the all time excuse of yes, I lost Aaron Rodgers. You can't fire mm-hmm. a guy when he loses his star quarterback. Yep. So that gave him another year, and now we'll see how this year ends. But like I said to you a couple weeks ago, the for pack for the, for the Packers and Packer fans, the best case scenario is make the playoffs, or maybe even win a game or two, and maybe you can trade Mike McCarthy to a team. Look, there's going to be five or six other teams. Looking for a head coach. Yeah, they're chomping at the bit. They're chomp- He's a good groomer of quarterbacks. I mean, in 1999, he gave Brett Favre. Everybody says Cleveland, but I don't, I'm not. No, I, I don't see him going to Cleveland. This is I one thing mean, that gets on my nerves. I can't stand when people do that. Connect the dots, connect nonsense. It, it it's such bush league. Just because the dots do feel like they connect doesn't mean it's the right fit. I think the Browns know, are going to do something completely about, different. We don't know if him and Dorsey were friends or not. They might not. Dorsey yeah, why don't they don't like each other? But I mean, the, hey, they want to keep bring out those hot takes. So to be my guest, but no, I don't think McCarthy's ending up in Cleveland. For Mike McCarthy. No, I think Mike McCarthy might end up maybe possibly Tampa Bay. I think that might be an interesting fit. Or the I Jets. Jets. The Jets will be looking for somebody. Yeah, and maybe they're going to want a guy to groom Sam Darnold. Yeah, there are there are going to be a lot of jobs out there. You can even make an argument for Baltimore if John Harbaugh doesn't survive. The, well, I want to trade. I want to trade Harbaugh for, for McCarthy. I know a lot of Packer fans are already saying they want John Harbaugh. I'd be fine with that too, but that's for another show. That's for another day here because we're getting a little bit cut on the time here. This is the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Jake Turner alongside Mark Eckel, Packers Vikings kickoff seven thirty on Sunday night football. Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels will be doing the commentating. It's time for our pick 'em uh, segment. So uh, real quick here, Mark, who wins Sunday night? I wish I knew. Um, <laughs> I'm, this is, you know, normally I'm pretty, pretty convinced with one way or the other. Yeah. I want to pick the Packers. I want to say Aaron Rodgers reverts back to form and becomes the Aaron Rodgers that that we've seen mm-hmm. win so many important games for the Packers. Um, 
you know, I think Aaron, you know, keep in mind, you know, they, these teams tied earlier in the year. Aaron Jones didn't play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick. secondary really bothers me. I don't, I don't know how they're going to come up with a plan to, to, to cover Thielen and, and, and Diggs if they're not healthy back there. Yes. Um, I don't know. You know what, though? I'm going to, I'm going to be a homer. Okay. I'm be a homer. Okay. I'm usually not. You admit to I'm it. trying to be fair and objective, but something this is the last. This is Packers' last game in prime time this year, unless they flex yes. the game. Unless they flex I think Aaron Rodgers. I put all my trust in number twelve that in his last game of the season under the lights in front of a national TV audience, he turns back to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to trust that they give Aaron Jones the ball mm-hmm. eighteen times or so. Um, they keep the Vikings' offense off the field a little bit. A little bit. Cousins makes the mistake that you that you mentioned. You know, it makes a bad decision. Which I think he Maybe, will. You know, Alexander gets a, gets a key pick. You know, I mean, I'm 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 hoping for all this. Maybe more than, than thinking it, but I'm gonna go Packers 31 28. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna go with the Packers because I wow. feel like we're, that offensive line. We're both going Packers. I'm going Packers. I'm I'm gonna take it because that Vikings offensive line is dreadful. It's actually in the top twenty-five. It's one of the worst offensive lines in football. They can't hang on to Kirk Cousins. The Packers do have a couple of good pass rushers, which I feel like Fackrell might be able to continue to build his star. Blake Martinez will be there still. So I still think they might be able to. Aaron Rodgers, two minutes left in the game. For the love of that is all is holy. Seriously, I'll say some Hail Marys if I have to. But Mike McCarthy. If you have that chance, put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands. Packers win 27 20. Well, okay. Let's give it a I shot. Why not? We gotta we gotta stay faithful one more week because then it becomes cake going forward. So we'll yeah, find out. You, remember, you asked me about a month ago. Go ahead. When this, stretch, when this crazy stretch started of them, you know, the four games on the road and all the, you know, at Seattle, at the yep. Rams. At, yep. You asked me what do they need to be when it was all, when, it, when this stretch was over. I said they're five, five and one. They'll mm-hmm. be okay. Well, I I said they'll finish nine, six five, and one, one, and I stand by that. So so we'll see what happens. We'll right? find out. All right. So there you go, Packer fans. You got any comments or concerns? Go to at Packaday Podcast and give your take on this uh, latest podcast here on our Saturday morning. Or you can find Mark Eckel at Mark Eckel zero eight or myself at at Jake Turner Sport. We'll find out what happens. So we'll find out what happens with the Packers playoff hopes. Like I said, it kicks off 7.30. But that's it for us here at Pack-A-Day, 24-7, 365-day-a-year, Pack-A-Day podcast. For Mark Eckel, I'm Jake Turner. And the three greatest words in the dictionary of the Green Bay Packer history is, Go Pack Go. We'll see you next week. Let's see what happens. This was Ben, Pack-A-Day, right here on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Yeah, we're all over the internet. So see you next time. Six trailing 30 to 23. Two minutes straight up to go in the game. San Francisco showing a blitz through the A gap, but here they come. Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Yes! Adams! Left corner of the end zone from Aaron Rodgers! 16 yard touchdown pass. The Packers an extra point away from getting this game tied. Beathard on third, down and three in the shotgun. Football to the 46 at Green Bay. 
Packers showing a blitz, and here they come. Beathard looking, hit as he throws it, deep down the right sideline, and intercepted on the play. Spectacular interception by Kevin King at the nine-yard line of Green Bay. Sam to Rogers looking right, throws the right side, St. Brown makes the Inside the 30 of the 28 yard line. Snap to Rodgers. Looking downfield. Throws the left side. Devontae's got it. Out of bounds inside the 10 yard line. Oh my goodness. What a throw and catch. Again, they beat Maven down the left sideline. Hunter Bradley the snap. J.K. Scott down on one knee. Arm extended. Here it is. Placement made. Kick is up. It is good. It is good. Mason Crosby. Day ever, he delivers the dagger tonight, and the Packers win 33 to 30.